Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Wing Sauce, the Boy Devereaux edition. Um, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Boy Devereaux. Um, now, b- before we get to anything else, I wanted to start off by saying that this episode is brought to you by Loaded Dice Brewery. Good beer shouldn't be a gamble. Connor and Dustin, what's new? How are you guys doing? Well, Connor, he said your name first, so obviously. <laughs> <talk first. laughs> oh, all right. Hey, well, that's fine with me. I uh, that was a weird you know, pause. <laughs> just reading the room that we can't see. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's good. It's good, man. It, the weather's uh, as we touched on. The weather's been nice. Hanging out by the pool, by the lake. You know, all the good things Dustin was wanting to do previously and can't. Um, yep. So, rough. So I'm happy really about rough. that. We are we're finally getting, and I won't even just say NHL news. We've been finally getting uh, more sports news altogether with uh, with some some progress, I would say, in Major League Baseball and uh, the NBA. So um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Dustin, I don't up? know about either. <laughs> uh, not much over here. Enjoying this weather. It looks like the stay at home in Michigan's finally coming to an end next week. So hopefully I'll be going down to my uncle's lake since neither of you invited me to your lake. And so I'll be going down to my uncle's lake and enjoying myself. Get the there. hint. I already have. I already have. Like I said, <laughs> Where, where's your uncle's lake? Though? Uh, Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> okay. Or gotcha. Lake Lemon. It's like a, like a, like a mud hole. Uh, no, it's actually, um, what is that? What? It's a private lake. Ooh, fancy. It's private, but it's also super shallow and it's really warm. Um, so probably man-made, I would assume. Yes. Is it with yep, a dam? Man-made. Yep, with a okay. dam. Yep. Nothing's nice. happened with dams recently, so you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> not, not like any of them have uh, failed. <laughs> yep. No no problems with that. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm sure you guys have been keeping in, in uh, keeping up to date with my social media. I've just, just been ripping one tracks lately with the the mountain bikes and um, just keeping busy. How's it been going? You, you had, have any major falls yet or is that just still to come? I, I, I don't fall. <laughs> Did you hit that little ramp yet? No, man. I, uh, I, I, I do need to get better with riding before I can hit that that's because it is. <laughs> that's why I don't it, fall. I'm a little too cautious. Exactly. He's, he's literally stopping and walking his bike I, down the hill. Like, Hold on guys. I, this looks scary. And up I also have have health insurance right now with like a thirteen thousand deductible, so I'm not going to try anything. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's like, please wear this suit before you leave. It's a gigantic. <laughs> yeah, she, she, suit. She, exactly. I look like the Michelin Man every time I go out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fun. So we actually have uh, we we haven't mentioned it yet. I know it's only three minutes in, Connor. We usually mention uh, about seven to eight minutes in, and you mm-hmm. you've called us out the last couple of times. But uh, <laughs> we have the uh, the the boys who started Made in Michigan hockey. So uh, we're really really excited about that. It was a great interview. Really crazy story from start to finish about how it started and where it is now. Um, I'm I'm very very pumped for everyone to hear that one. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm super pumped for them too. Um, it sucks that their season's kind of on a pause with this whole COVID stuff. So hopefully they get back in there and everyone can get to some summer hockey. Connor, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, Dustin, it sounded like they uh, and Tyler, you did a good job too. 
but um, it sounded like they were pretty, <laughs> <Don't want this> <laughs> pretty, pretty optimistic about coming back uh, as things get lifted a little bit later on in the summer. Um, so hopefully uh, they can get things things rolling and people can go out and watch some hockey and sit in stands and, and all that stuff. So uh, I'm excited for the, the people that are going to listen to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I mean, every, every interview that we have, we always say it every single time. We feel like there, anytime that we have someone, we could have some, we could have them on again. And it's the same thing with, with uh, Nick and Kurt. They are, I mean, I, I'm sure they have so many more stories and um, I can't wait to catch up with them a little bit later on. Uh, hopefully when everything gets, gets back to normal, and uh, we can find out if, if there's been any bench clearing brawls or, or anything like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was going to say, too, though, it was a nice. Uh, we got to hear about Maiden Michigan, how it started. But then we also got to talk a little bit of, of junior hockey and, and uh, college hockey as well as professional hockey. So I thought it was a nice mixture. And, and like you said, Tyler, there's there's tons more to talk about just because we were trying to to get both in because I know the listeners will want to hear both, you know, made in Michigan as well as the uh, just all about hockey. And, and like I said, junior college and professional. I think there was a bus store in there too, Connor, wasn't there? <laughs> we, you gotta bring up the bus stories. Those are the best stories. <laughs> you don't even have to talk about hockey. You can just talk about all the bus stories. <laughs> yeah, you know so what? I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Connor did not bring up a, like a bus story with, with McCarty in his junior days. I'm surprised too. I'm, I'm surprised he literally didn't stop and say, "Hold on, I have the best bus story for you." Uh, well, well, I almost did, and uh, then I was thinking, like, McCarty probably doesn't even remember not flying on a plane first class. So, um, I, I was holding <laughs> the bus story. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I guess I did. I guess I was on a bus back 20 years ago." He's like, "Oh yeah, that is how that is how we traveled. <laughs> it was either that or train. It was just so long ago." Don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to hear his bus stories. Could you imagine? No, I oh really my can't. god. I guess what? No, I, I, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you heard that? So, oh man. Well, I I wanted to to bring up one thing of of uh, so I went on my little Canadians rant, and I'm, I, this isn't even going to be a rant. It's just kind of ridiculous. Rasmus Dahlin of the Buffalo Sabers was interviewed and asked to, about his thoughts about the 24 team, uh, 24 pause team. Nice. playoff format because Dustin thinks that I say it way too fast and it sounds like 2014 playoff format. <laughs> so 24 team playoff format. Um, and Rasmus Dahlin said, if we played one more game, which was going to be against the Canadians, if we would have beat them, we would have been in, we would have been in the playoff race. Just stop. I mean, the, the, the Canadians shouldn't even be in it. In all honesty, they're they're a 500 team, and it's just it's 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 here we go. Here's the comical. Rant. No, no, no. Oh, here, here, comes, here comes. No, You're the bear. No, I I already I already no. I I got all my rage out. I, I can't be so. I'm in Boyne City right now. I can't be in in an upset mindset because I'm up here. Wait, and correct it's kind of my little paradise. Me. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. They sure. went. They they did the uh, the season record of 69 games. Correct. Uh, 70. I think they rolled back one game. Well, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the games played and there are two teams that only had 68, but it was Carolina and New York Islanders. So that really wasn't like a, a question. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you had New Jersey, Buffalo at 69. Then you had 
Minnesota, Vancouver, Nashville, Florida, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Washington, all at 69. That's why I was figuring they'd make it at 69 as an average. Because how are you going to add Great an number. extra game? Yeah, exactly. Can't, can't go wrong there, but how, how are you going to add some a game to someone's average? You know what I mean? Good question. Right. I, that, that's got to be part of the, the conversations they had just to see what, what oh, was there. Or, you know, like you know, that's it's got to be. But that's, so to add Tyler's point, point, to add point, Darlene, it wouldn't have mattered because I don't think they, right. they count. They wouldn't have counted that game. So, well, it's it's just ridiculous. It, it's such a it's it, and I get it. Would he have liked to be in the playoffs? Absolutely. Any player would like to be in the playoffs, right? Well, so I I, right. I, un, I understand his mindset, but at the same time, you know, when when he goes to the press and says that, then that gives Buffalo fans like, oh yeah, no, he's right. That's unfair. And it's like, no, it's it's not unfair. You guys had an entire season. You went on a tear and then shit the bed. That's well, not. What's unfair is the fact that Boston won the President's Trophy. No, but wait, wait. But I, I will say for Rasmus Dahlin, that that is pretty awesome for him to to recognize. I guess awesome is the wrong word. It's smart of him to recognize an opportunity to say, hey, I I could keep my mouth shut, but I also want to be there for my fans. And, and everybody, like he knows nothing's going to change from what he's saying. He, yeah. can bitch all he, he can bitch all he wants, but... But the fans are going to back him, and and he knows that, and he's trying to be a team player and all that. He's saying all the right things. He's just being a politician and whatever. Tyler, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that time we had that Larkin comment, right? And we discussed that very similar. What 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 do you mean? Uh, when he was talking about, uh, it was it was Hugh and Anthony, and they were saying, "Oh, I can't I can't quite remember the context." I don't oh oh, that, about about how he shouldn't be captain. Yeah, how he shouldn't be captain because of a comment he made. Um, yeah, no, I, I, oh, oh, so, so you, so correct me if I'm wrong. You're still, you're still on my team with that, right? You're still on my side about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was just Hugh that said um, that he doesn't think that Larkin is captain worthy. He's not a locker room guy, which is kind of ironic because I'm, I'm thinking. Like, did, did Hugh suit up with them or? <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I don't maybe maybe I'm missing like something. Larkin. Wait, who does he want? Just out of curiosity, and, and we may have even talked about that. But who would be his ideal? Erickson. I did not. Erickson <laughs> or Howard? <laughs> so, honestly, that seems like huge players right there. Erickson or Howard, or Ablocator. Um, so you know, it's fine. <laughs> Franzen, pat him on the head. Tyler. Oh, can my. I? Can we give you homework and try to figure out who Hugh would pick, and then you can. I absolutely, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I'll make sure that, he comes back with an answer. Yes, thank you. The and people he, he need to hear his. <laughs> he, he needs one. Back, yeah, he can't, he can't come back with a redacted statement. And say, hey, I actually want Larkin. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. He's, off, he's off the table. Yeah, right. As soon as Larkin gets named captain, he's going to be like, "See, I told you." We're going to pull up the. We're going to pull up the audio. And be like, yeah, I don't think that's what it was said. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we have you on record, but uh, no, that that's all they wanted to say. I mean, obviously. The, the playoff format, it is what it is. I'm excited for things to get started. I know it's going to be a while, but regardless, we we have a plan, and I couldn't be happier that the NHL was was one of the first uh, professional leagues to, to get it done, for yep. sure. Super excited to see Absolutely. some hockey. Even though it's in the summer, the bad thing is I can only watch it on TV. So, True. Oh, I'll, and- I'll, I'll be watching on my phone from the beach. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
up all in the Boyne. time. That's the, only, that's the only way Boyne gets better, though, for you. You know, hundred percent. Got, got your mountain bike up there. You got the lake. You got all the good stuff. You got family, and now you're like, all I need is some beer and some hockey, and you got the beer. So, well, so so guys, I so here here's one thing I wanted to tell you, Connor. I got a. My dad was nice enough to buy me a a, a phone mount for my bike, so I could watch the games and mountain bike. So this is going to be dangerous. Oh, my God. oh man. So, you, you're going to be we're gonna hear next week. <laughs> exactly. We're here next week. Hey guys. So the phone mount didn't work out too well. I'm actually in a body cast. Remember that. Yeah. Deductible <laughs> I was talking about? Yeah, it, 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 it's done. <laughs> so I'm recording from the hospital. <laughs> Great reception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Com- don't mind my roommate over here. He's, he's bitching and moaning about some broken, broken femur or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but, um, do you guys have anything before we uh, kick it over to the Maiden Michigan boys? Nope. No. Let's, right. Let's kick it over Let's to them. Well, you know what time it is. All right. Well, we have our second dual interview. We uh, are pleased to have on Nick Schluter, who is the godfather of Maiden Michigan hockey is is what uh, Anthony Scarcella calls him. Same thing with Cody Milan. We also have Kurt Gosselin on. He played a little bit of college hockey at University of Alabama Huntsville. Played a couple seasons for the Cincinnati Cyclones in the ECHL. Also a few games in the A with the Rochester Americans. Welcome to the Wing Sauce podcast, Nick Schluter and Kurt Gosselin. How's it going, boys? Going good. Going great. How about you guys? Not oh, we're we're going. We're going, enjoying yourselves uh, during quarantine, huh? Yeah, trying. Yeah, it's it's getting a little boring now, but uh, that's that's why we we keep reaching out to, to folks like yourself so we can so we can uh, fill the time. It's fun. Well, I, I appreciate it, and uh, heads off to you guys. You've had two top notch guests on for the last two episodes. We uh, well three now with you guys. Well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Pump those tires. <laughs> Love it. Hey, um, you know, th- thanks for having us on, you guys. We of do course. It and thanks for the kind words, Anthony and Cody. That's uh, that means a lot to me. I, we've put a lot of work into this, so yeah. that's nice of those guys to say. Absolutely, hey, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited to learn more about it throughout this. Uh, we'll call it an interview, but it's kind of just us us talking hockey and learning more about it. But I got to ask, what what have you guys been doing during quarantine? You guys staying busy? Anything in particular? Just playing some hockey or what? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I just got back home uh, into Michigan uh, as soon as the season was done. Uh, once they cut it short for uh, the coronavirus, I just went back up to Ludington and I've been hanging up there with uh, my family, my mom, dad, and sister, and uh, just hanging out, doing a lot of fishing. Nothing uh, too crazy, just trying to stay in shape. And um, there's no ice available right now. Um, I think there might be starting up here. I, that's, that's about as much as I'm doing. Hey Kurt, in in Ludington, where are you guys at? My uh, my in laws have a place on Hamlin Lake. Shut up! That's exactly where I'm at. I'm Upper Hamlin. Yep. Or, uh, yeah. They're same same with them. They're off of Jabavi, um, off of uh, Jabavi and Grace Avenue. No I believe. Way. Yeah, we're we're uh, so they're probably yeah they're they're just before us, but uh, Jabavi's like the road that you'd take to go to my road. We're in Nuremberg. We're way back you know in the woods by the state like the national park that's awesome man it's yeah. small world it's like uh there's a hockey rink actually out in ludington right in the middle of the boonies i don't know if uh you've been <laughs> there before but it, it's like i'm not kidding it's just a small community college it's called west shore community college and 
it's in the middle of a farmland just I mean, 20 minutes from the town and it's like five minutes from my cabin. So it's actually pretty sweet when I go up there. Like I get a little bit of ice time too. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. There you go. It's a great excuse to get up there. Oh, all the time. I always say, well, I'm going up the train, but really I go up. So <laughs> toss a couple lines in uh, I, every, every single night I'm up there. <laughs> awesome. As, what about you, Nick? As far as COVID goes for me, I'm uh, I don't live as glamorous of a life as a professional hockey player does. Um, I've, uh, I've got a wife. I just had my first son three months oh, congrats. ago. Congrats. That's awesome, man. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Guys. Yeah. I'm living the, the classic uh, dad life. Can't wait to get him in skates and have uncle Kurt teach him a thing or two. And who knows, maybe, uh, maybe I don't have to pay for college if that's the case. There you go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's about all I've, I've had going on here. And, uh, Really, I mean, it's 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 awesome that we're doing this. This is actually the first time I've seen Kurt since um, what February? I think was the last time we saw each other in Toledo. Whoa. Yeah, I watched him play. Oh, wow! So it's been it's been a long time since I've been able to see my best bud. And um, yesterday was actually supposed to be the start of our league, so we're a little bummed about that. But uh, this all worked out wonderfully because I get to see my bud, and we can talk about things even though we can't be on the ice yeah so it's been a few it's been a few months now have either of you guys gained the uh the COVID-19 are you guys still staying in shape but trying to stay in shape yeah and I, I'm a dad now so I mean it comes you with definitely get some weight yeah, yeah you got an excuse it comes with some grass stained white sketchers all that. <laughs> <laughs> The cargo pants and all, right? Exactly. Yeah, they're about New Balance, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a sketcher. Either one. Yeah. Velcro. <laughs> in there, and we're we're hoping that if restrictions get lifted in any capacity, that we can still do something this summer. Because speaking for myself, my year revolves around the summer and and made Michigan hockey in general. So I'm bummed that we can't be doing anything yeah. right now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good, good transition. I'd love to learn more about it. I mean, can you mind telling us uh, kind of the backstory, how it all started and, and kind of what you're doing and how you're dealing with the, the whole quarantine uh, roadmap you got going on? Like, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit, but whether you're trying to get started as soon as possible or, or kind of the whole rundown, what, what's going on with it? Yeah. So I guess uh, spark notes real quick on what made Michigan hockey is for those who don't know is we're an off-season summer hockey league for the area's top and up-and-coming players. What we didn't want to do was just have the kids that played at Division One or up because it's going to burn out in a couple of years. So what we tried to do was take a spin on other leagues that exist and include guys that we think deserve the opportunity to gain mentorship from guys like Kurt, guys like Scarcella, guys like Dom Lutz, all the good characters we have in the league. So really what we were trying to build here is a hockey community in Brighton in specific. You guys, if you know Brighton, Brighton's a pretty hot town as far as how many good hockey players come out of here. Right. What we're trying to do is make sure that good players continue to come out of here. And we think the way that we can do that is just by showing mentorship to this next generation of players and make sure they learn from guys who are currently walking the walk right now and playing. No, that, that oh, that's, that's great. I, I, you, uh, you mentioned right before we hopped on something about a line, a line broad. Do you mind giving us a quick rundown on that? I need to know. Yeah. It's been long enough. <laughs> All right. yeah, we can get right to it. So the real story <laughs> of made in Michigan hockey is also like the story is Kurt and I's friendship and how it came <laughs> to be. And 
most people just see our Instagram and we do our best to keep things buttoned up and professional. But uh, full disclosure, it was an absolute shit show when we first started getting guys together to play hockey. Um, this goes back to 2012, just to paint the picture for you. And Kurt's older brother, Jack, was a goalie. He was a goalie for Brighton Varsity Hockey. And this was the year that we all just got out of high school. So we were all old enough to play in the men's league at the Kensington Valley Ice House in Brighton. So we put together an absolute just dusty lineup. I mean, half the guys had never played hockey in their life. And we were, we were looking at the roster and we we're like, you guys, there's, there's no way that, uh, that we're going to even put a puck in the net. So what are we going to do? I mean, no joke. Like we had guys that never skated a day in their life. And I, had gear. I was going in my basement like that day picking up gear for these guys and bringing it to the rink. Oh, no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so the intention was really just to get the guys together and go out. And Putting on bike helmets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just wanted to have fun and yeah, <laughs> hockey and so, maybe have a couple. So well, I was young, not me, but those guys. Yeah. This so is the storyline of the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was very young. Yeah, um, yeah. So to play in this men's league, you obviously have to be 18 and up. And we're like, you guys, we're going to get absolutely shit on. We need a ringer. So I ended up registering as a player. But for that game, you'll notice I was on the bench. He was our coach. I was the coach so that Kurt could take my sticker and pretend to be me on the ice. Right? <laughs> so we, we needed a ringer. And this uh, chubby little 16-year-old kid named Kurt, he was supposed to go in the BCHL the next year. So we're like, yeah, we should get him out there. So I'm going to paint this picture for you guys because this is exactly what happened. The puck drops, and and we just to preface this, Kurt's a defenseman, but we had him play forward that night because we knew we weren't going to put any pucks in the net, and we wanted to just better our odds, right? So Kurt's playing center, and he opening faceoff, he loses the draw, somehow manages to get to the puck before it gets to the other team's D. He splits the D goes forehand, backhand, puts it five hole. It's like seven seconds into the game. He scores on a breakaway and throws down like fucking Patty Kane in 2012. Just going game seven. And he just, he was just setting the tone for the guys. And in all honesty, we Career just, night. Wanted, yeah, we yeah. just wanted to have fun. And, uh, after that, if I'm being honest, he had a target on his well, back. No, no. So after that, <laughs> I was called up to play with these guys. And my brother and, like, Schluter kind of were the ones starting this team. And and he was like uh, – my brother comes up to me and goes, all right, hey, like, you know, like these guys, you know, paid to play. So you got to be like playing. <laughs> so I only played one shift in the second. And while I was out there in the second, this one guy on their team was just pissed at me because, like, we – I think we were – no, we were – we were, we were down at that point. We were only down two to one. We, we were down. We weren't even losing that bad. Yeah, but they were just pissed because, like, I don't think they, – they thought I probably shouldn't have been out there playing. And uh, this one guy starts talking, like, crap to me, and he's, like, calling me out on the face-off guy. And he's like, all right, like, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, <laughs> right, like, we'll see, bud. I'm just a 16 year Like, I was just being a piece So you got a cage on and everything? Yeah. yeah I, 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 he had a visor. I had a visor. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> out in uh, Canada. So. Oh, yeah. You had the, th- the three-point. Yeah. So I, ha- I had to wear uh, the visor. So I was getting mm-hmm. used to that. And the windshield. I, 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 like, yep. was talking crap to the guy. And my brother uh, ends up coming out of the net and dropping all of his gear. And he's like, let's go. Like, And he's the goal. And he's trying to fight this guy. And and he's like, get back in. And the ref's like blowing his whistle. Like, quit it, quit it. And 
we ended up like, <laughs> I go off the ice and like, I don't see another ship till was it just a few minutes after that? Maybe a few yeah. minutes after that, like we needed a goal. So I went back out and the guy that was shooting me came up to me and like whacked me. And like, I was like, all right, like, let's go. Like I'll, I'll fight you, you know, like if you want to do it and nothing happened and the ref broke us up. And as we're going to the box, like, I don't know. You were on the bench. You could probably see. Yeah. I was, you know, like so, young kids. So like, I, I didn't, ex- I didn't see what was behind me because I was fighting that guy. Like he ended up. Uh, it was the typical drawing <laughs> on the way to the box, right? Yeah. And I swear, <laughs> God, you guys, the way I remember this, I'll never forget it. I closed my eyes to blink, and when I reopened my eyes, all hell had just instantly broken loose. <laughs> the guy had came across to punch Kurt. Kurt's brother comes out of the net. Kudos to the other goalie, whoever the hell he yeah, is in the world. I know. He took his mask off, and those two went at it toe to toe, center ice. I mean, that was he had him. Like, oh, they yeah. were waiting for that moment. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I'll send you guys the video of the full thing after this. this oh, please! Oh, That'd yeah, be amazing. Yeah. I wanted to lay the groundwork for it, and it's uh, honest to God, though. I mean, all hell just absolutely broke loose, and I think that picture that I sent over to you guys pretty much says it all and that was the start of my relationship with kurt that was the first time we had ever talked yeah. like this uh, dude's crazy <laughs> as a psycho it's just like, it was so cool because we had all these guys bloodied up and we're in the locker room and like it's just like a cool moment you know like between all of us i oh, think yeah, with, the, with the boys yeah and we got uh so it was what i thought is funny it's it's schluter's first game as a coach and he got suspended for three games after that. <laughs> amazing yeah, just horrible starting record as a coach there. Oh, and four. No, that, that's unbelievable. So, so that is what sparked Maine, Michigan, or, or how that how the well, line brawl come around. So that was the beginning of Kurt and I's hockey. Got it. And, yeah, and, and really just friendship and to this day business partnership in general. Um, at the end of that game, where everyone's taking their gear off, and like I said, that picture explains it all. It obviously ruined my day. I was like, yeah. I couldn't believe what had just happened. These guys. <laughs> And then Kurt looks at me and he goes, Schluter, they've got my stick. Oh, so Kurt and I, oh, yeah, after, after a bench-clearing brawl, Kurt and I walk down the tunnel and walk into the other room, and Kurt goes, uh, hey, guys, that was a lot of fun out there, but uh, when do you guys have my stick? <laughs> That's amazing. I'm thinking, like, oh, great, here we go yeah. again. Right. Round two. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure someone just like threw it at the doorway. The and, guy and, that jumped and stole my <laughs> stick, yeah. and one of his buddies was like, "Dude, just give me yeah, a stick." Were, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to come on." Like, surprised he didn't break it. Yeah. I know. I'm I, exactly. But he didn't break so, it. He actually just stole it. So it was cool. He threw it right back at me. So yeah. the following year, um, after that, I wanted a little bit more control on what these games are going to look like. <laughs> and we had enough friends, and then those friends had you know other friends. That I was like, hey guys, if we just have like 20 guys, I can get together a good drop in. We'll just all you know, pay the ice bill together. And um, that really was the start of Made in Michigan hockey, was the following summer. We, we got out of doing that beer league um, with that team and we started just this drop in. And really it was something that blew up after yeah, that, honestly. Started meeting other guys that, you know, just looking for ice. I mean, like when I was growing up and you know, I'm sure you guys growing up, it's always hard to find ice and can be expensive, like getting your own sheet anyway. So mm-hmm. splitting the bill and like being able to play with. Oh, absolutely. Guys that are actually coming out, like you don't have to take the skate super serious at first, but yeah. like we were just trying to like make it, you know, so guys could get like a you good, get a good Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then 
So that was that was a couple summers, and it was it was a blast because the camaraderie was great. You get to see all your old friends from high school, and it was something to look forward to. We played Wednesday nights at nine p.m. and we we've called it Dirty Wednesdays yeah. ever since then. And just, uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd we'd get a burger, we'd get a beer after, and it was just was it, was it the, stout? Or? Yeah, stout and Jameson and Brighton, yeah. which uh, which has moved location since, but nonetheless, <laughs> I mean, it was it was fun. It was tradition, and then. Really, the domino that I made everything that, that time. Oh, we all we all got hefty that summer. That summer, we were all of age. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but summer of 2016, uh, a young man by the name of David Kiefer started. Yeah. Uh, I, I started talking to him. He was from Brighton. He was he's a few years younger than me, so we never crossed paths in school or anything. But uh, he was the domino effect. Still to this day that I can say made everything really happen and was the start of made Michigan hockey. And, um, you know, here I am, this kid, he's 16 years old. He's committed to Michigan state. I'm thinking, why is he going to want to waste his time on our little drop in? And plus, you know, he doesn't really know any of us. We're older than him. And he was just super social. And he's like, no, I want to come skate with you guys. And then the day of, he's like, Hey, I've got this one friend named Colin Adams who was the rookie of the year in the USHL that year. He's at North Dakota. He's drafted by Top the Islanders the nation, now. Yeah, so, yeah just, just casually <laughs> dropping a name. And then he drops so he's okay. Luke, yeah, drops the name Luke Morgan, uh, who's at University of Michigan now. And two other people ended up joining David. So literally the summer of 2016, it went from being a skate that was just a casual, fun drop into – Holy cow, oh like gosh. this is a top-notch drop-in. You know, you're looking around the ice and you see the guys that are out there. And that was actually the first summer that Scarcella showed up as well. Shout out to Tyler Hayes. Um, Kurt and I were just having a, a brat and a beer at my house, and Tyler Hayes showed up with his friend Anthony. Yeah. And we were kind of all just talking <clears throat> about the drop-in next day and things that you know we could do to to grow it. And that's when the light went off in my my head, and I'm looking at Tyler, I'm looking at Anthony looking at Kurt and David wasn't there, but I said, Hey, you guys, what if, you know, if, if you could each just find nine other guys, have a, have 10 people for a total team and you guys each captain your own team, would you want to do your own league? And they're like, hell yeah, absolutely. We could find nine guys easily. Mm-hmm. So our goal going That's into, awesome. yeah, our goal going into um, that first year was we needed 40, I think 44 guys was yeah. like, Hey, we can do this if we get 44 guys. We ended up getting 78. Wow. So, yeah, wow. and that was just from, you know, I, what I started to do was take highlights of all the local guys like Kurt, like David, like Anthony, you name it, all the guys from the area, and just kind of give them a spotlight. And that's what the Made in Michigan Hockey Instagram started as. And then I would just trickle into all these other kids that were in the area like, hey, you know, we're putting on a league this summer. If you guys want to skate with these guys, maybe even play on the same team as them, sign up here. So we – we had our first year and it was awesome. There was a couple, you know, a couple riffs as you would expect anything that you, you try something for the first time, but the reception was fantastic. Yeah. It was. No, that, that, that's great. Do you guys have, so I know you mentioned like, Hey, you, you're trying to keep it pretty much at like the NA USHL and BC and, and above and possibly some East coast leagues. Uh, but they got like a million over there. So you gotta, gotta watch it. Um, but do you have like a vetting process beyond that? Do you have to fill something out or, or how does that work to, to really make sure that your uh, the quality stays top notch? Connor, you, you can't play. 
I'm just trying to say, <laughs> hey, I, 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 well, it's six years removed from the NA, so I think I still got it, guys. Mom <laughs> well, is looking for a contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing crazy, just like, you know, president or something. Hey, I mean, if you, uh, if you got the skill, oh, yeah, heck yeah, we'll, we'll have you out there. But for us, uh, we, we're trying to do guys that are current players. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us, the skill level, um, you know, we, we definitely know a lot of people around the area. So, and I know a lot of these players, I've played against them, I've seen them play. And also, like, I mean, we just know the area very well. So we, We've watched these teams play, and like usually kids that sign up, we'll do a, a whole stat check, you know, on them actually, and do like elite prospects uh, check up and just make sure that, uh, you know, we, we don't want it to be like kind of watered down. We just want to make sure that mm-hmm. they're like to compete in it. We don't want someone that's going to play in it and that kind of slows the pace down. We want to try to keep a pace. We want guys to see like what they should be at and where, like, where they're at. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you want to keep it highly competitive, right? You don't want to. And just make sure that everyone that's playing in it, like we just don't want anyone out there that's not going to fit in. Yeah. But you can bump a guy, obviously, you know, like we, we tell everyone before it starts that there's going to be like some physical play. It's going to be upbeat, you know, more. And like we expect players to come ready to play in every single uh, game. So, yeah. But we, so. We Kurt, Kurt, Kurt was saying that uh, if there's going to be any line brawls, make sure I'm in it, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I, and the boys I, mean, are ready. I always help out the boys, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm a team player. I'll be there if we need it. Kurt's, Kurt's in a difficult position because him and I are partners in on this, but he's also the captain of his own team and plays in the league. So we got to make sure that there's no favoritism going on or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah he wears multiple hats. That's for sure. He definitely does. And just to kind of follow up on that betting process question, uh, the, the relationship Kurt and I have with this whole thing is I handle the business and the operation stuff, and Kurt really does make all the hockey decisions. So I will see every player who signs up, and we'll review them. We'll review them with all the captains. My biggest thing that I've found and what I've seen too is we don't want to just give the opportunity to someone who we might think is on the fence, right? You know, cause there are guys who improve and I'd like yeah. to give a shout out to Colin Bielek, who's playing at army West point right now. And, you know, five years ago, Colin might not lo- have looked like a guy who might've played in our league playing junior B. But if you look at the work he's put in his character, his personality, those are the types of guys we want in the league. Cause they show up every night and they try. And I'll always say, Hey guys, I know it's just a summer league. But the purpose of this summer league is to get better this summer to go into next season that much better. So if you're not going to come out here and try, there's some other kid out there that will gladly take your spot. And with Absolutely. That, yeah, with that message, that's that's what our captains are telling these guys, and that's why we try to take things seriously. Yeah, I mean, we, we bump tunes before every game in our summer league. I mean, I'm, I, my team does at least. I've heard other teams doing it, but we, we try to get them, like, riled up, ready to go. But. So, I'm sorry, Tyler. Is it still on Wednesday nights uh, that you guys are? I know you mentioned that's how it kind of started, but there's it kind of all over the place. Now it's it's Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday is what we ended up doing. So, um, everyone plays twice a week, and we have six teams. So, it ends up spanning over three days, obviously, but every team gets to play twice a week. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. How how many games are in that season? 
14 game season plus playoffs top four teams make the playoffs and from there it's just single elimination so you'll have round one and then you get the championship game after that and Kurt can back me up here because he was on the ice for it. I'm I'm sitting in between the benches. The championship game last year, you guys, you would have thought you were at a Division One cocky game. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was it was fast. Yeah, it was. I had a good sweat going. I'll tell you that. Is there fan, <laughs> do fans come or like what's the whole process of people watching? Because I know that there's a lot of hockey fans out here, especially in Michigan, right? That that want to watch some high uh, highly competitive division one and, and uh, professional hockey players and even junior hockey players to, like what's the process of going in and watching some games or even the championship games so the championship game was well attended my dad of all people took a head count for me we had 85 people who showed up and we yeah. don't really oh, nice don't heavily advertise anything but we were looking at that number and i'm like man if we just started putting it out there that we're doing this we could do something good. And it's kind of ironic that you guys had Ken Daniels on last because I spoke to him this spring and our intentions this year for our championship game was to charge admission. And then I was just going to cut the entire check of whatever we gained from that game to the Jamie Daniels foundation. So yeah, fingers crossed. We can still do something like that this year. That would be the only game that we would ever charge attendance for everything else please come out, come watch. There's a lot of good hockey players that you can watch. Um, and then, like I said, for the championship game, the only reason we're charging admission is because it's going to a good cause. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I, I wanted to, I wanted to piggyback off the question that Connor had a little bit ago. Now, do you guys, do you guys solely look at elite prospects and hockey DB if you don't know anything about a player or are you, are you reaching out to people who may know him to, because I mean, not, I know it's it's uh, it's kind of a gray area, right? They they may have had kind of a rough season. Do you only look at statistics to bring them in, or what's, what's the no, again, yeah, statistics? You know, it's anything can happen. They could be with a really good team, and you know, not obviously not be like the best player on the team. They could have just been getting some points and stuff. Like we do, reach out to other players that played with them, and we also reach out to coaches. We've had coaches call us actually in the past and talk about players. And, uh, we also, I mean, I, I keep in touch, uh, with plenty of other coaches in the area that just, if we ever have like an iffy, you know, 50, 50 on a player, we can just reach out and there's oh, that's, many people out there that can give us insights on them. So. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I definitely would not have made it if it was only by stats. So that's <laughs> stats isn't everything in it. You know, we want guys that are play, currently playing and really just looking to get better. I mean, if, if we have to make a call and talk to the player and, see where they're at and like what they're expecting to like some guys might just be in it to play, you know, one more year and that's kind of it. And they just want to do a summer thing with, I, we, we want guys that really want to try to pursue their career. We and, want, we want guys that are hungry and guys that are appreciative of the opportunity. I mean, yeah, you, you guys right. play, how right. cool would it have been to play with division one college hockey players for your exactly. summer when you were in high school? Unreal. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. So, we, we just want the right type of kid who appreciates that. So well, if his stat sheet's not the best, then, you know, that's not the end of the world. We talk to every guy that we don't already know or have some sort of rapport built with. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say? Well, I just was going to say, like, we have, you know, high school kids playing yeah, with guys that are playing in the NHL. And, I mean, even, yeah, growing up, if it just kind of really, I guess, would help players, you know, to see, like, how much more they got to put in, you know, to get to where that guy's at, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you, 
you don't want to get too big of a head if you're stopping the NHL or, but it, it helps it. it, you know, it gives you some confidence and it's, it, I think a lot of players that have played in our league, have, you know, found some success, you know, in the next season, you know, just, I think it's helped them. So, so let, let me, let me give you a scenario because I, I know someone in uh, the 2011, 2012 season who played for Adrian college. He had uh, 17 games oh played God. one goal, <laughs> seven assists and eight. Not- not Points. one goal. It was a phantom goal. goal was still counted. Ass. Still counted. Check elite prospects. Would you guys cut that person or would you say um, allow them to play? I've already cut that person, so you guys are going to answer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Adrian has two teams, correct? They have like <laughs> six. <laughs> <laughs> I already called out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was on the ACHA D3. <laughs> hey, we take ACHA players. Um are you asking if you're making the 2012 made in Michigan team, <laughs> or are you talking about making the cut in 2020? Still up no, there, I, I'm sure. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you for free, I won't make it right now. But um, I, yeah, back 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 in 11 and 12. I mean, uh, yeah, just just wanted to throw that scenario at you guys. Hey, if but, you're willing to hop on the ice and fight with the boys, then yeah, you're in. You give them. Oh, give me give me a couple months and and I'll be back in training shape. So there we go. Oh lord, you can at least that's how I should put this beer down. <laughs> yeah, guys through uh, training camp before the season started in uh, our beer league. Oh jeez, <laughs> I definitely would have made it. But no, that that's awesome, guys. That's that's great to hear about uh, just the whole Maiden Michigan hockey. Did you guys? Have, Kurt, I, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about like your uh, just your playing career again. We talked real quick before we started recording. Just that, um, you know, just that your your path to get to you get to where you're at has been. Uh, I, I don't want to say up and down because I have no idea, but it's been a little bit different than a, a typical player's path. Do you want to give like a quick rundown of, of where you started, where you're at, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, stuff I, that? yeah for sure. Uh, I mean, I started off like when I was younger in youth hockey, like normal play. I played a little bit AAA for Honey Bay Compuware when I was pretty young. I would say fifth, sixth grade. And then uh, after that, you know, I was just a small, like Schleer was saying, he's chubby kid and uh, just really didn't hit a growth spur or anything. So I was playing AA and I played with the Southfield Warriors uh, with my brother for a year and then um, went and played high school hockey for two years. Uh, I played uh, the bright, the freshman, like it's Brighton prep. So it's like everyone that doesn't make varsity. And then there's Brighton JV. I played there. I played seven games with the varsity team, but I got cut before playoffs. My brother was the, he was a senior goalie at the time. For and Brighton, the captain. And the you. captain. Oh, wow. Of the varsity team. And yeah, I played seven games with him and I got cut, which, you know, it was a bummer for me. I wanted to play with my brother and stuff and like at least for playoffs, but. They uh, they came up and asked me to come play for them next year. And, like, I mean, I think they saw me as, like, a fifth or sixth defenseman is what they're telling me. And I ended up just wanted to try to play AAA. So, I, I mean, not – so previous to this, I tried out for AAA teams, like, every year. And I got cut every single – every single year until, until my sophomore year of high school. After that season was done for JV, I uh, got the call from Chris Slater. And uh, he coached, you guys know the NAPHL, the Tier 2 AAA League? Yeah. Yeah, I played for the Detroit Falcons for oh. <laughs> one season with Slater. So, really, he didn't have a team. He had he had seven guys and a goalie 
and I pulled two other buddies of mine, Cam Miglia and Zach McKay, and I asked them to come play with me on the the Troy Falcons because we really had no roster. I mean, for our first two games there, we had no coach. I I could get into that story, but it's pretty. Uh, it's that's that's a long one. That's for another time. <laughs> next time. Long story short, he didn't show up first two games, and we didn't have jerseys, nothing. We had a pair what? of coaches and stuff, but uh, the second game in, um, Port Alberni actually came to watch the team we were playing, and it was my uh, first game. We only had three defensemen, so I switched to defense that year. And uh, my first game, I had a hat trick as a D-man, and Port Alberni, the junior team, called me up, and uh, like I had no clue who this guy was. His name was Russell Dyson, and he was a water buffalo farmer out in Port Alberni, and his his kid was playing in the NA3HL tournament in Blaine, Minnesota. And uh, they asked him while he was going down to there to watch his kid, you know, because budget cuts and stuff out there in Port, but just to go, hey, can you watch a couple teams for us? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I ended up getting the connection with him and um, went out to Port Alberni that next that next year, I mean, for my senior year in high school, I, I really had no clue what the BCHL was, but uh, my dad was a coach at Notre Dame uh, for a few years, and he used to scout out of uh, the BCHL. So kind of he really convinced me to go out there and try it out. And I played three years out in Port Alberni. Um, junior hockey, I mean, I loved it. Junior hockey in Canada. Just that's, that's the island, right? Like, that's Isn't that out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a... BC, I've heard great things about playing in the, in the BC. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, if you love fish and you love the nature part of it, yeah, it's beautiful. And then also, like, Vancouver is just unbelievable, too. It's a fun fun city to be in. And I think, like, just everything out there, like in Canada, they love their hockey. So it's uh, it was an unreal experience out there. But for me, uh, I all, I, my family wanted me to go the college route, too. I, I had a couple opportunities to go major junior and – uh, my big opportunity, I would have gone to Shawinigan in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, but my family really wanted me to go to college. So we had a big issue there because I was uh, not very good in school to start off. <laughs> so Preaching to the choir. Yeah, well, <laughs> no joke. Uh, I had a few schools after my first year in juniors come and reach out to me. And I remember one of them, uh, Michigan, came up and this guy comes in, is one of the scouts, and he's like, hey, like, we like it, but we just want to know what your GPA is. And I was like, no, you don't <laughs> like, yeah, I was about to talk about that. Like, and he's like, no, like, we got to know. And yeah, it was, it was like a one nine, I think is what I had in high school. Just horrible. But I ended up taking high school out in, uh, um, Port Alberni my second year and like graduated and I ended up with like a two O, but it wasn't enough to get into most like schools. You know, if you wanted to like get into school, like having a higher GPA, it really helps you. Mm-hmm. But I took a year, a full year of college courses at North Island Community College to transfer in to University of Alabama in Huntsville. And uh, it was actually my after my second year, I had an okay second year. My third year, uh, like I don't know what ha- what got into me or what what was going on, but I just had a lights out year and I ended up getting, I got a couple offers, but just my grades were so bad and they weren't uh, willing to take a risk on me getting, uh, you know, going to their school if I wasn't gonna be able to transfer in. So Huntsville took a gamble. I actually went to Huntsville for two months uh, when my season was done in Port Alberni. And uh, after that, I I had to take two, uh, no, 
three classes right before school started. So when I finished my last class, school started the next day and I would know that day if I was going to transfer in. And uh, I ended up passing my classes, transferred in, and I spent the last four years there. And then after Huntsville, um, went to Cincinnati Cyclones for seven games and then got called up to Rochester and uh, played there to finish off the season for playoffs. And then once we got knocked out, I mean, we had a short little spree there. We got knocked out first round by Toronto Marlies. Pretty good team. (laughs) Yeah. Solid team. I it was actually the craziest thing I've ever experienced in a playoff was our first game we were playing them, and I mean that Victor Olson guy was on Rochester at the time, and he's just disgusting. This guy's yep. so good. <laughs> he had forty goals, you know, and you miss an open net, you know, during playoffs. <laughs> and listen, hey, he's a sick player. I'm not chirping him at all, but dude, just like unbelievable. Like we we had so many chances. And just our goal scorers just didn't score and they ended up getting a couple lucky ones and beating us. But, and then I finished, yeah, this, 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 uh, last year I played with Cody Milan on uh Cincinnati Cyclones. So you guys talked to him a bit, but I got to spend a whole season with him as a rookie. That's gotta be fun. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun year. Is uh Cincinnati is a cool city. I mean, they're a great organization and like just a great atmosphere. It's like uh, playing in an NHL rink. I swear it's on right. No, that's except awesome. for you, you guys did play a game with no fans, right? <laughs> yeah. Not only did they play oh a game my with God. no fans, Kurt drops the gloves. <laughs> no way. Oh wow. Cody didn't mention anything about this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. We gotta hear that story. Yeah, we were playing Toledo Walleye for the Corona the Corona game. And Corona uh, <laughs> game. Like I, I remember we went out there. I mean Corona there's no cup. And usually when you go out in Toledo, I mean, it's like the atmosphere, it's one of the best atmospheres I've ever played. It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. They have have passionate fans. It gets loud. They have a legit goal horn, not these little Caesars arena playing it through the speaker. I mean, they've got a goal horn. (laughs) Oh my God. Like that's a separate topic, but yes, we weren't paying attention, not ready for that goal horn to go off. It's that crazy. I mean, but usually when you go out there, they, the whole, the whole audience will be here's the Cincinnati Cyclones and they just boo you like it's boo and stuff. So there's no one in there and the whole team like when we went out and they call us out. Their whole team was booing us like it was funny. oh my god, that's it. It's kind of funny. Security guards sitting you know over there shooting the shit watching the game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess just first period. Um, I was just in the corner going at. I mean, I, I wasn't even I, to me. I didn't even realize that. Like, there weren't people there. I just tried to get into the game, I guess. But I ended up getting into the – going into the corner against this guy, uh, Tyler Spezia, and we just – Michigan guy. Yeah, Michigan guy. And, yeah, we were just going at it, whacking each other, and he just asked me to go, and that was it. And we ended up going at it, nothing crazy. But, yeah, no fans there. So I, I was going to pump up the crowd when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> So how how'd you do against Tyler Spezia? I, I I know I played with him yeah, when no, we were a lot good. younger, but it was a quick fight it wasn't anything. But yeah, I did, I did good. It so. was a good old fashioned just, fair fight. Yeah, he's, two one. He's a he's like a kind of a skill guy a little bit. Hey, he's definitely their skill guy for sure. Yeah. So I was surprised. Awesome. He was asking to fight, but yeah, why not? Yeah. Hey, well, so, hey, that's awesome with the with the fans not being there. I can't we were, we were waiting for someone to do it, so I, two two guys just wanted to go at it and. No harm, no foul. It was, it was good. Right. 
So was it a better fight than than uh, when Nick was coaching you guys? Oh <laughs> uh, no, Man. my my fight I got in uh, that beer league was way more intense than that one. Really? Oh yeah. It, well, how it was, so? It was just just because of how many people were involved, or what? I was fighting a thirty he was year old, probably thirty uh, year old, sixteen. I got my money on the sixteen year old, unless the thirty year old's a dad. Yeah, then, I'm. He was every bit of twenty five. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here twenty seven now. Yeah, uh, he's probably he was that, probably yeah. twenty five. Kurt was yeah. sixteen, and he didn't go easy on. But I will say he held his Kurt held his ground the entire time. But uh, that was I, that I was had chaos. a lot of help. Like I mean, when it originally started, like I after we were talking crap, I asked the guy to fight, and like when I was going to the bench, I turned away. And next thing you know, I just got sucker punched right in the face. Oh, jeez. Did you let him know you were 16 afterwards? Like, hey, do you realize you just tried to yeah, fight a 16 year old? All, all, all my buddies were just like, he's fucking 16. Like, Jack legitimately used the, why don't you pick on someone your own size? I mean, you know, he was like, over your own age. <laughs> I was a little right? out there, but the fight happened. And I all I remember is I got sucker punched. I'm on the ground. And I look over. And I can see the whole team, like everyone is on the ice and they're just throwing at this one guy. The guy that was fighting me, like jumping me, was getting jumped by yeah, it was, Matt, it was Red chaos. Pat, my brother. Yeah, it was chaos. And then we ended up getting up. <laughs> they got away and they, and had, they had their own tilt. We, we got to go at it for a little bit and I got to, that was kind of actually really my first like fight. So it was kind of, like That's I fought one. obviously in like, youth hockey that's like locker boxing and stuff like, that was like my first one right there no that's, well, that's you awesome could, you could tell it was chaos because nick nick had his uh had his hands on his head like what the hell do i do <laughs> in the photo <laughs> he was like what just happened i'll put that out for everybody ready to coach he had the board he was dressed up ready to go and he wanted us, he wanted us to dominate i mean like we were to start the game off we were but Obviously, like there were other guys that were just trying to have some fun. Yeah. It's beer league, so I was upset, you guys, because it was two to one, and then the game <laughs> got. I'm I'm going. This is my first game. I just want to win. That's all <laughs> I wanted was to come out of it with a win. And uh, if I'm being honest, our team was the first team to jump the bench, so we we were the ones that really uh, instigators. Really <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I have to, I have to, uh, to ask. So, um, and, and try to put you on the spot here, but you mentioned, so Alabama Huntsville, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Are you, are you like aware about what's going on with the program? I, again, I don't want to ask you to, to, or to put you on the spot about what's going on, but do you know enough to, to talk about it? And, and yeah, the program? Yeah. I can talk about anything. Uh, I'm comfortable wherever. Uh, yeah. The Huntsville. Uh, so they folded for a bit due to budget cuts and, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with the program that uh, added up, I think, to its, you know, final, like, you know, demise. demise yeah. And uh, the corona just really was easy for them to kind of say, all right, like, we can get rid of this and not have to deal with some of the money issues or whatever was going on. And, um, yeah, recently there was a GoFundMe uh, thing that started uh, for UAH and uh, people yeah. – to donate i think today was the last day you could donate but it was uh for five hundred thousand dollars to keep the program running so they Whoa. uh they reached the goal and i think uh some alumni are going to help match it and uh they're going to have a team for next season so 
Yeah, that, that's what I heard. Wow. And it seems like it's really positive news. It, it was a it was a good time for you know the whole hockey community to come together because it seems like Alabama Huntsville. It's a it's a great place to play hockey. It seems like a lot of fans are are liking it out there. And in the first few years, everything kind of went well. Like you said, there's always issues, but yeah. I, I don't know if this the whole coronavirus is used was used as a scapegoat or or they really did kind of run out of money there. But I'm I'm glad that it's moving forward at least for one year and then and then go from there. That's awesome. Yeah. I- I, I'm not, uh, if I knew the whole story, I wish I could tell you exactly what happened. I'm sure the coronavirus was, uh, you know, definitely easy for them to make a decision. Right. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of other schools were making cuts. They also cut the tennis program, men's and women's too. But Right. I mean, Huntsville, the, the city and everything about it is just, it's a great place to be. It's got a lot of potential. Um, it's a good campus. Uh, it's an off-campus rink. It's downtown and it, you, can, you, know, you can drink at the games and stuff and it's uh can you really that's awesome and you know who uh the huntsville havoc are ever heard of them the yeah other hockey league the sgh yep. so mm-hmm. if you really want to see if you go if you don't go to a toledo game go to huntsville havoc game and they sell out eighty eight thousand people every game i think i had some friends that played there after uh after playing in the na and yeah, they said it was a blast, and and there's some there's some uh, some funny people playing in that league right now, and uh, there, there's some good talent, of course. But man, some of those fighters are they're no nonsense. No, and that's that's what the fans are for. I mean, the South, like a lot of people, uh, I'm not I'm not going to chirp anyone down in Alabama, but like, <laughs> want to see people fight, and they they go to the games getting rowdy as hell. They just try to get as drunk as they can, and they just want to see people hit each other and fight. And, America. And the one, yeah, the one thing that's a little tough is that uh, you can't fight, but you can. I'd say this, you know, the game is probably a little bit, you know, more detailed and better than the SP. But again, people want, you know, depends where you are. And in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, they want to see the fight. <laughs> of course. And yeah, it, it's crazy. The games are sweet, though. A lot of fun down there. And uh, yeah, for Huntsville, so hopefully they start uh, next season. And uh, I mean, we'll just see what happens. Um, from what I know right now, I know there's a few guys that have uh, already switched schools, so um, I'm sure that's uh, that's exciting for them because there's no penalty on it. Um, they were allowed to transfer. I, I think there's, yeah, I think that's what they're allowed to do. So they can go and play next year at any school they want. Oh, really? Wow. Without a penalty, that's nice. Yeah, yeah not a bad opportunity for some of them. Some of them, though, obviously, you're going to have to. They got they'll stay at Huntsville if they keep the program. So. Kurt, real quick, I'm looking at the schedule. Did you guys play something similar? Northern Michigan, Alaska, Bowling Green, Ferris, North Dakota. Is that the W? Am I looking at the wrong I'm looking at the, yeah, the UA, University of Alabama Huntsville hockey schedule. Yeah. yeah. yeah so did you, have, did you guys play similar teams? Yeah, WCHA, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we um, – are you saying from this year and what I, I used to play? Yeah. Did you guys play like similar, oh, a similar yeah. schedule back then? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, we travel a lot. I mean, we got the Alaska teams in our division too. Our wow. Team, so so who's the closest person? That's a hike. Yeah. Bowling Green? Bowling Green. So, uh, yeah, that story Damn. I got about those bus trips. I mean, we, we would drive. Our closest was 10 hours, I think. Bowling Green. Wait, hours. you drive in a bus 10 hours? You guys, they drove to tech. Oh, 24 oh. hours. Yeah. You dropped in. Oh my god! One, one bus driver. Unbelievable! <laughs> How should I pay this guy? <laughs> uh, I, 
probably not enough. I mean, this again, this is like could have been the budget cut things and stuff, but <laughs> Jesus. The, league, the league finally found out that we were using one bus driver. I think at one point it was like, no way, right, really? Like that's so dangerous. This guy, oh my gosh, what is it? I, I'll have to get his name, but he's from Louisiana. I mean, he lives in the bayous of Louisiana, the, our bus driver. And <laughs> that's amazing. The buses are hilarious stories. The bus drivers are always hilarious. That's that's the best part about, first of all, juniors, but then, you know, these long bus trips playing college, that's awesome. Connor's all about the bus stories. I, I really yeah, He loves bus stories. That is yeah, the, yeah, that's, that's, story. that's my favorite part. I mean, that's, like, probably one of my favorite things. When you get on the road with the boys and just, you know, just enjoying a bus, like a long bus right there, it's, like, a lot of just fun times, good memories. Absolutely. Did yours actually work? Well, so our bus, yeah. So this guy, George, was his name. <laughs> but this guy, yeah, he lived. He lived on the bus pretty much. Like, <laughs> he, was, like he, he lived in. Yeah, again, he lived in Louisiana. But when he worked, he'd sleep on the bus, and he had like his blankets and covers all underneath, and they were just yellow, disgusting. I mean, oh, this guy, would drink, he wouldn't drink Dr Pepper. He would drink. Uh, Mr. Pibb, is that what they call it? Yeah. Oh, the knockoff Dr. Pepper. Yeah, (laughs) terrible Dr. Pepper. I mean, yeah, just you can imagine, like, when you're a rookie, too, which sucks, like, when you're a freshman on the team. Front of the bus, double up. The bus, right? (laughs) The whole trip. You're on a 20-hour trip, and it's like, you can't yell at him because he's a bus driver, you know? Like, he's got to do what he has to do to make sure he's staying awake. So this guy stops every two hours. We'll just have a dart break. <laughs> Our trips, I mean, we, we had some trips we'd go up to tech and like we'd get there and we would have no practice before. We'd just get there and sleep and then get up and play the next day just because we drive all day. <laughs> oh, good God. But, That's hilarious. The most pressure. We had, I think, one of the, we had the toughest schedule in college hockey. We were playing like all away games. We had a few home games, but we were playing North Dakota and like Michigan Tech was ranked like number one at the time. I think North Dakota won it that year, didn't they? Freshman year? Yeah, yeah. We played North Dakota in North Dakota that year. Actually, there was a highlight reel goal with uh, Drake Kajula in it. I was on the ice for it too. We were on the power play. And uh, yeah, how about that? They beat us one, one, or no, I think that was the 4 1 game. <laughs> if you just nothing in one of the games is pretty big deal. Our coach was pumped, you know. Like was, <laughs> they had a big team that year, but the next game, yeah, they had a highlight real goal against us. It wasn't the best night for us. That's awesome. I have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, you look up Drake Kajula. You'll find it. You'll you'll find it. You'll see my D partner out there. <laughs> <laughs> so your D partner got walked, but you didn't. I was on the four check. I was playing up front on the power play for this. Oh, game. okay, gotcha. Let me explain to you why, but I was. You know, <laughs> I, you know, at this point, like we're we're playing North Dakota, anything works, right? So we're down. That's three right. Out. We're gonna throw whoever we could in front. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, hey guys, real quickly, I, I wanted to ask you guys uh, just to bring it back to Made in Michigan hockey. I know that it's it's been um, it's been what two years? Correct me if I'm wrong. Since you guys started it now. Yeah, so we're going into our third year. Yep. Okay, third year. So, how many players? You, you said that there were seventy four when you when you first started the league. How many are in the league now? So last year we had one hundred and twenty. No, yeah, one hundred twenty eight is what we had last year total, including goalies. 
Wow. So we more, yeah, like we we pretty much doubled the program the next year and had full teams. And uh, this year, it's tough to say where we would have been at. Our our goal was to just come in at the same amount. We wanted to keep six teams. We thought that was a good number, and we didn't want to grow the league until we really felt like we had a good grip on six. So typically, um, you know, we, we like to have 18 skaters on a roster, and then we'll get some goalies. And sometimes you got to have subs in for the goalies, but for the most part, we, we lock down our skaters when it comes to the roster. And what's what's the breakdown? I think I saw it on the website, but I'm I, I'm not too sure. But do you guys know the breakdown of how many people are in NCAA, ECHL, AHL? What's the breakdown of of the 128? Not to a T, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So last year, I believe we had 43 NCAA active NCAA Division One players, and that's really what our program is based upon. We'll accept guys that go any route, but we really are trying to mentor kids to go the college route just because yeah. there is after hockey. So our program is really built on the college route, and we've got a pretty dominant uh, college showing in the league. We had three NHL guys show up last year, which was awesome. Um, Kurt and I, when we first started this, we're like, man, maybe in five years we'll get an NHLer. And yeah. the following year we got three, which was awesome. I know you guys, I'm guessing you guys know Cooper Marodi. Yep, and- yep. Uh, we had Matt Roy from the LA Kings and then we had Taro Hirose as well. So oh, it was, oh, it was pretty cool to just get those right. guys out there. And, you know, you see, you see these high school kids, their eyes light up when they see someone walk in with a Detroit Red Wings bag. And it's, it's just really cool to see. Of course. That's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Now, um, where can, where can people find, uh, made in Michigan hockey. I, I know you guys are all over social media, so where can they find you guys? Yeah, really Instagram is where we're at. Uh, the Instagram game has been kind of slow lately because there hasn't been any highlights of guys because no one's playing, unfortunately, but all of our updates really are going to be on Instagram. We also have our website made in Michigan hockey.com. Uh, that's made in MI hockey.com just to specify that. But um, yeah, those are really the two best spots to keep an eye on what we're doing. And and fingers crossed, we'd still really like to get something going this year. It's it's too bad that we can't, but our our intentions are to still do something, even if it's small. We we live for this. I mean, this is the highlight of our year. So hopefully we get something going here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that um since you know Dustin and Connor are a little bit closer than I am, I'm over in Grand Rapids, but uh I mean, hey, if if you know, later on in summer, if restrictions do get lifted and you guys get going, I would I would love to be able to uh, to make it to a couple games if 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 that's the case. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we we want to support you guys, and we we really do appreciate you guys taking the time and coming on. Um, it's been fun, kind of hearing you know the the whole story and and obviously the you know how it all started from a line brawl. That's so hockey. <laughs> so. Uh, but thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And um, uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to – one last thing that you guys wanted to bring up or are you guys all set? We're, we're equally as appreciative for you guys having us on. Like I said, I know following Darren McCarty and Ken Daniels, those are some serious shoes to fill. So sorry you got Nick Schluter and Kurt Goslin, But <laughs> <laughs> no, Like I said, I mean, you, you guys are going to – you guys are doing something pretty cool right now with the Made in Michigan hockey. So, um, you know, maybe maybe one day, maybe maybe one day Kurt will be raising four cups here. I hope so. There you I go. Love, 
gosh. I'd love to see that as a friend. He's and Nick, maybe, maybe you'll be behind the bench. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. Another line, bro. With my arms, instead of my arms on my head, maybe they'll be over my head. So There you go. Oh, That's like right. <laughs> awesome, Paulus. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, let us know. Keep in touch. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help you guys out. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Yep. See you guys. You know what time it is. You done goofed. <laughs> I literally hate Tyler and Connor, but what a great interview with the Maiden Michigan people. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. I did say it. Uh, but no, seriously, Unreal. Kurt and Nick, it was uh, a pleasure having them on. Um, great hearing about how Maiden Michigan got started. And hopefully they get back on the ice soon so uh, we can go see some people play. 100%. No, it, it was it was awesome. I I liked the, the – my favorite part was the start of, of the whole – like the line brawl was what started it all. Thing. That's such yeah. a hockey thing. Well, I think <laughs> the best thing is, is that Kurt was 16. That Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that's such a beer league thing is you get – you get a a guy that's probably thirty five with a mortgage, four kids, hates his wife, and then you have a sixteen year old that like can dust everybody out there, and then a fight happens. You know that's just that's just classic. I love it. It's just because the sixteen year old is breaking her ankles, exactly. <laughs> but you know, on the thirty five year old side, like he's just out there trying to get a good sweat on, get away from everybody for a little bit, and he didn't expect that. So you know, I can, can you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine being the 35 year old just just getting gassed against a 16 year old who has so much energy and just trying to throw punches at him? Like, <laughs> right? You're you're done in two, right? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, that, um, unless he's a dad, and then there's dad strength. True, true. You got to factor that in. You always got to factor that in. I think it's a two time, so, a two time uh, multiplier. Is, is that what it so is? So guys, so now we have it. So guys, speaking of dads. We have Ooh, a special guest what a transition in the room. Pilot. What a transition. Transition king. <laughs> been, been thinking about it all day. So he is sitting right behind me. He's about, he's about to take the wheel and uh, talk to you guys for a little bit. This is my dad, Red Foreman, a.k.a. Jeff Borschers. So give me a second as I hand him the headphones. Hey, what's up, you dumbasses? Hey, there What's he is. Up? I can't tell if that's Red or Jeff. So, <laughs> what's going on? I'm just on? kidding. Wait, How wait. Are you guys doing? I, I, before before we get off, Tyler, we were we were literally yeah. just talking before recording, and he told me something. It's got to be a joke. Your NFL team okay. is the Seahawks, and your NHL yeah. team is the Bruins. I, I need to know Absolutely. the story behind that. What, what what is the story behind that? And are you happy with them with the Bruins winning the President's Cup? Uh, honestly, I, I, I kind of have not been watching too much, uh, Bruins hockey, you know, lately, obviously, but, um, yeah, they were my, they were my team when I was, when I was growing up, Boston Bruins, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being town, good, good, uh, good, tough, uh, tough team and, and they worked hard. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I gravitated towards them. I really don't. Um, yeah. I guess it's better, it was, than, you know, it's better than Philly. <laughs> it, it better than Philly. Agreed. Back, back in the uh, or the know, Leafs, the, yeah. Back in the in the seventies and and eighties, we really didn't have a whole lot of hockey really to to grab onto in in uh, in uh, Detroit until uh, 
you know, until the recent success in in the very you know in the late eighties with with uh, the team. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then Seahawks, um, the Lions, as you guys know, have have never really brought anything to the table until you know since the fifties. So growing up as a kid and trying to you know watch a, a decent team, I I don't know why <laughs> I think that maybe it was the maybe it was the logo that Seahawks had or the colors or whatever, but. I kind of, you know, I always just kind of grabbed onto the Seahawks, but the the uh, the problem the problem with the Seahawks is back in the seventies they were as as horrible as the Lions, if not worse. <laughs> Got to pick a new so team, I, right? <laughs> so I suffered through a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of hardship with, uh, you know, with the Seahawks, and and uh, then you know, lo and behold, they became you know Super Bowl champions, and and they've been strong contenders the last uh, you know last probably 10 years, right? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. That's, I guess that's a, a good explanation there. He, he told me and I was like, ah, that can't be right. There, that's, not, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. I mean, we were both floored by that answer. So, yeah. So, but Hey, you, <laughs> you, you redeem yourself with the story, obviously with the lions, I don't even care. Anybody can say any team because they don't even deserve to be watched, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we God. are. And, but yeah, no, the Boston thing is interesting. All right. Well, like I said, better than Philly and, uh, and I'm happy about that. So, but we got a story to talk yeah. about. Let's, let's hear it. Um, I think what Tyler was was getting at when he when he talked to me about speaking with you guys was, you know, obviously I I coached a lot of teams for many 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 years, and I got into coaching because, you know, we first got our kids into hockey, um, and and we had some bad coaches. We had some really bad coaches that that they just didn't they didn't treat the kids right. They weren't in it for the right reasons, and. So I, I thought, you know, I, I need to do something about this. I need to, I need, to, these kids need somebody that, uh, you know, that's, that's going to help them out rather than, you know, just, just beat on them all the time. But um, yeah, so I, I started coaching when Tyler, I think was a, a mini mite or a mite and uh, Tyler, you know, back when he was a little kid was, was a pretty tough kid. He was always tough. And we had Max and Tyler um, on the same team at one point um, before, before Max started playing travel hockey. Um, he was about ma- ready to make the jump. And he, I always pressured my kids to be, they had to be the better kids on the team. They had to be the best because I didn't want anyone looking at me going, oh, well, you know, here's a coach. He's just coaching to, you know, get his kids on the ice. Right, right. And I, you know, I've seen that for many years. A lot of, a lot of guys had their kids on the team. And their kids weren't that good, so I thought to myself, "That's not going to be, you know, my kids. They, they, they're going to earn their earn their way, and and they have to be the top performers on the team, or, or you know, I wasn't going to do it." So, Tyler, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I think it was Max was ready to be ready to move into Bantams, and and so I moved Tyler second up. Second year Peewee, I think. Second year Peewee. Tyler says second year Peewee. Story. So anyway, I moved him up. And, uh, Max was always a forward Tyler played defense and they were always pretty good because, you know, I forced him to be, um, I want him to be, you know, better than the other kids so that no one would look down upon me or them for, you know, having them on the team. So I, I, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes I was a little, a little bit harder on my boys more so than anybody else on the team. No, I mean, I, I, I would have, uh, <laughs> I, I would have, uh, you know, garbage, uh, garbage pail practices where, you know, there were a couple of times where we grabbed a trash can, brought it out in the center of the ice, no pucks and just skated the kids until they had to go to the, 
center of the ice and and uh, try to throw <laughs> up in the in the garbage can. So um, tried to motivate these to kids. Um, like I said, I was I, I was I was harder on my boys than anybody else. And after every single practice, I would always quiz them on how they felt their performance was. And there was a, a couple times where I didn't feel that they performed very well. I thought they were rather lazy and lethargic. And no matter what I tried to do on the ice, they weren't, they weren't uh, responding. So on the way home, when I talked to them and, and asked them how, how I felt that, or how they felt that their performance was, um, a couple times they didn't give me a, a real truthful answer. And so my punishment, I guess, for that was, well, since you didn't practice very hard, when we had the opportunity on the ice, I think that uh, I think that we have to do some extra work right now. <laughs> and I would stop my car at the end of the street. We lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. I would stop my car at the end of the street, and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I said, "Get out." They said, "What do you mean, get out?" I said, "I want you boys to push the car home." <laughs> so, so they would get behind the car. <laughs> and I would make them push the car home after particularly bad performances for practices. And it worked out well for a while. It was, it was a good motivator. They, they learned from it and, and they respected it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good tool, but they started to get stronger and, and, you know, I wasn't driving a, you know, big, heavy car. So when they started getting stronger and it was less effort for them to do this, I would actually have to put my foot on the brake or use the parking brake. <laughs> I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> to, to to try to give a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more of a uh, a little bit more of a challenge for them. But yeah, that's that's uh, Tyler. Kind of, you know, uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised that both my kids haven't tried to kill me in my sleep or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm thinking that you have to recreate this for everybody. So. Next time when you guys are all home, uh, you'll have to get in the car, Max and Tyler, you guys can get behind, then get behind. You can throw the brakes on. It'll be great. <laughs> I yeah. would really like to see it, you know, as I would somebody too. listening. Yeah, I think all the fans would like to see that too. So. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, we should. Yeah, maybe I will do that one of these. It's hard to, it's hard to get both the boys home at the same time, you know, right. anymore. True, true. All right, well, but, I'll get Max back and, and we'll work on Tyler. <laughs> What's that? Are we going to do a car push-off? A car push-off? Yeah, Tyler says we can do a car push-off. <laughs> no, no, no. You're just yeah. going to push a car up a hill. Yeah, right. up the driveway in the garage. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, if you guys have the ever have the opportunity, don't even wait to, to the point where, where you have children. If you want to give back to hockey, get into coaching. Because I'll tell you, there's some, there's some really crappy coaches out there that don't know how to deal with kids. And uh, kids are very vulnerable, especially, you know, psychologically. And and if you get the wrong wrong coach in front of a, a you know in front of a bunch of kids, they they you know they can do some 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 damage to these kids. So you know, coaching needs good kids, good good people, um, you know that that can carry on and and bring the good things that they've learned and help some of these kids out. Dustin yeah. would just cuss at them, and then Connor would just chirp them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true, but. Maybe, not true at all. maybe, maybe a <laughs> small, maybe the, maybe the cussing, but, but not, you know, not at them just no, in general. But that's, that's a great point though. You know, get, giving back to the youth. Uh, I know that uh, Tyler and Max, they're both appreciative of, of you going out there and spending your, 
your fun nights uh, at the rink, bag skating them while you you stand in the middle of the ice watching for one of them to puke. So that that's oh, got to be got to be good to look back and it's got to be fun yeah and, you know there were a lot of great memorable moments for you know er, very very early practices and and uh you know we, we skated out of dsc so there were some there were some times where we would show up to the rink and our ice time would start and uh, the figure skaters would not get off the ice oh yeah and i got in trouble with uh with some of the uh the board members there at dsc i actually got called on the carpet I showed up with my team. My team was all prepared, ready to go. And uh, we weren't going to zam because I wanted the extra ice time. So I didn't want to have the ice resurfaced. After figure and, skating, that's, that's, that's yeah, tough. It, ice so, it, yeah. So the, you know, the figure skaters were still out there and the buzzer went off and they would not get off the ice. So I'm like, you know what? This is a bunch of bullshit. I opened the doors. I sent my entire team out there and have them start skating laps around it around the figure skaters were out there and uh, it, it didn't go over well. So I, I don't think people understand how much ice time costs. And so when you're, cool. when you're impeding on someone else's ice time, it's kind of uh yeah, it's a, it's a, a rule. Subject. It's a, it's a yeah. rule at the ice rinks. I mean, you, you got your ice time, get off when it's over. Yep. Well, and that was, and that was my point also when I got called, you know, called on the carpet, like I said, um, you know, they, they were like, well, you know, this is a figure skating rink and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, no, if we're taking money from parents to put their kids on the ice and my ice time um, comes up, I should be on that ice. That's my parents paying for their money for their kid to be on that ice. And it's not fair that you guys, you know, do, do a couple extra little twirls or jumps or whatever. And, you know, that's, that's not fair to the, to the other people that are paying for ice time. Absolutely. Nope, because they don't want you out there shooting a couple extra pucks. I'll tell you that. Right. right. Yep. Yeah, I should have I should have sent them out there with pucks and started rifling some pucks at these guys. To start the drill. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. That's uh, some great stories. Hope to have you on a, a little bit longer too. I'd love to hear more uh, early Tyler stories. I think the fans would as Agreed. well. Agreed. <laughs> oh yeah, we can do that. We can do that sometime. Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. Um, I really think it's a great thing you guys are doing and uh, keep up the good work. Cause uh, I, I think this flying. is going to grow well for you. Take thanks. Flying. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. You got to take them flying. Oh yeah, Tyler says I have to take you guys flying. Oh yeah, yeah. Time and yeah. place. That's all you need. I'll be yep. there. We can do that. Yep. We'll do that. We'll, we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll plan a nice day one of these days soon, and we'll go out. Fantastic, awesome man. Appreciate that. Yep. All right. Sounds great. You guys take care. All right. You take too. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye. See ya. Okay. All righty. That was an awesome story from the good old Red Foreman himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, re- a real treat i love i love his opening you know the the dumbasses statement so yep so can be dumbasses. <laughs> Perfect. I, I would have expected nothing less <laughs> right i'd have been disappointed if i wasn't uh talked to in that tone at the beginning he, exactly yeah yep. i'd say he delivered yep i i agree maybe, maybe um, he should join on full-time instead of me fuck jesus <laughs> no doubt no Call doubt back. The, the only unfortunate thing is he's a Bruins fan, so we true. have to talk about that. True, true. This is a wing, a Red Wings podcast. True. That's the only issue. True. <laughs> he he even no, has but, a jersey, uh, guys. Who's on the jersey? Or is it just blank? It's just blank. It's a practice jersey. I think it's a <laughs> CCM. Oh. 
I, th- that, I think it says like a Bobby Orr. I was like, all right, I can accept that. No, no, no. no, I, no. I think for him, the, the blank practice jersey pretty much sums him up. I think that's fantastic. I would, <laughs> that's what I would be picturing. Too. It's because he couldn't justify putting money towards something with, with someone else's name on it. <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> he's that type of guy. Hey, well, he's a grown man, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, should should be my my name on the back, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's why I always put. That's why I always get custom jerseys and put my own name. Yeah. Then, I, then, then we know uh, where I should be. But <laughs> it, ne- it never happened, right? So, you know. Oh man. No, but uh, Tyler, we're gonna have to get your dad back on so we can hear more stories about you. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's he he oh. was the one. He was the one who pushed me to to jump from my second year of squirt into. My first year at Pee Wee, I skipped my second year of squirt and go into going into Pee Wee, and I was this little guy. And my dad just like, "You got a good center of gravity, just lower lower your shoulder and hit people." I'm like, "Okay." So I started doing that, and and then what he did was he created he never he never mentioned this, but he created a trophy called the check of the game. So it, it encouraged everyone on the team to be more physical. Everyone by the end of this spring hated playing us because we were just <laughs> goons we were just slamming these people under the boards <laughs> that's good though so I, the, on checking though real quick i wish they started that super early on like yeah. they they keep like, moving it up man yeah i know that's it. a they, yeah. they, it's, they need to go vice versa back 100 percent because people learn how to properly check if they were to move it squirt. like in canada correct me if i'm wrong it is in squirts Still, I'm not sure, but you should you should start checking in squirts. Hundred percent. Yeah, that that because if you do it to Pee Wee, that's when like guys start that's, going that's through their, their well, you start going through pu- puberty exactly, and you get all this testosterone. You want to fight everybody that you hit. It's like no, hit when you're a squirt and learn how to do it properly, and then it won't be an issue. Moving that's it, why high school hockey cracks me up. Yeah. Oh yeah. All those boys are just wanting to fight each other, but you can't. Yeah. Well, because they're they're doing it for the student sections. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. So, but uh, but yeah. Well, good good episode this week, boys. Uh, great. Anything else? Great interview. <laughs> great, great. Anything else though? Uh, no. Let's get the fuck out of here. He got it. (laughs) All right. Peace. Peace, guys. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) See ya.